Someone get me the president, because this is The Cinema Crew with the Village Cinemas. The president is in danger in Angel Has Fallen. What is that? Are they bats? They're gross, they're gross! I'm coming to you! You're coming at your mark! Get him in the water, kill! Go! I got you. Going under. Dive deep. And the true story behind Adam Goods in the Australian Dream. Racism has no place in society. It has no place in our industry. Football's racism row has erupted again. I'll continue to stand up. This is unacceptable because he's black. It's, a bit of a joke. it's their voice. We are racist. It's, it's shocking. The backlash intensified. Strangled. He knew why it was happening. We need to talk about this. You get what you wish for. Suddenly, he wasn't just Adam Goods, the footballer. He was Adam Goods, the angry Aboriginal. That's this week on The Cinema Crew. Hello and welcome to The Cinema Crew, the podcast that talks new movies every week. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Cambo. And joining me, as always, is Vari McIntyre. Hello. And joining us again, Maddie Varko. Hello. Now, your chance to win a Gold Class Double Pass coming up just a little later on, but first. A statewide manhunt is underway. Mike? You okay? What's going on? There's somebody else behind us. It wasn't me. I just want you to come home safe. I love you. You almost blew me up. You're welcome. You can't hide from us. Don't worry about finding me. I'll find you. In 2013, the world was introduced to Mike Banning. You know, just a simple former army ranger turned secret service man and the only man capable of protecting the president. You know the type. No one, and I mean no one, could have predicted that in 2019 we'd be seeing the third in the Mike Banning Olympus Has Fallen cinematic universe. From what was essentially a diehard knockoff, is there enough president saving for three films? I can't lie, I haven't seen the other films, so I don't really know what to expect. And um, this one hasn't been screened, yeah. so we have no idea what it's See, like. See, I had one of those moments before where if someone would ask me, do you like the Olympus Has Fallen movies? I'd be like, oh, not really. And someone will go, well, have you seen both of them? I'll go, yeah. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but I have seen both of these films. Yeah. I'll say this not for nothing. The first film, Olympus Has Fallen, it's a pretty great film. It's a kind of a diehard knockoff, you know, trapped in the one location, which happened to be the White House. Oddly came out two months before the other White House being rated movie, White House Down. So there was like confusion there. But it was directed by Anton Farquhar, the guy that made Training Day. And he's a great director and it's kind of a good film. Second film, not so much because they took the same premise, similar to the Hangover movies, which we, we even mentioned last week. Yeah, that worked. Let's put it somewhere else. <laughs> and that's essentially what they did with London Has Fallen. And now they're trying to flip it a little bit with Angel Has Fallen, where Mike Banning, the most generic named man in all of Hollywood, he's being framed for murdering the, of trying to murder the president now. Look, <laughs> I'll say this. As good as the first one is, and as average as the second one is, it's interesting that at least they're doing something different now. It's not super different. He's still trying to save the president, yeah. which is 
the premise of them, but at least it's not, okay, he's in a new location saving the president. Okay, he's in a new location saving the president. It's now like an internal battle. Yeah, that happens in a lot of action movies as well. <laughs> That's not new. Yeah, it's not going to rewrite the books, is it? Mm. I do like that Morgan Freeman got promoted to president, though. That's right. He was the That's vice nice. president for many movies. Yeah, good on him. And second time being the president after Deep Impact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People remember that movie from the 90s. Yeah. But it's been a long gap of Morgan Freeman presidential campaigns. Yeah. Can it just be real? I would love more yeah, well, yeah. president. It'd be great. Because yeah. all of his speeches would be so captivating. Oh my God, That's yes. <laughs> Incredible. You must really like fishing, Mr. President. <laughs> it's cold out here. Sorry. I need anything to get out of DC for a while. Mike, I'm selecting you for Secret Service Director. Congratulations. I'll give him my best shot, sir. Banny's on his way. What is that? Are they bats? The drones! The drones! The director of this one, who I didn't know, but has done such classics as Snitch, Felon, and Viper. I, so, he, he directed a movie called Shot Caller, which I kind of like. Yeah, so <laughs> um, and that yeah. sounds quality. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a prison movie, uh, very violent. Yeah, but he he, I've seen more of those movies than I'd like to admit. Really, I've never seen Va- Fallon. I know it's got Val Kilmer in it from the early two thousands, but it looks pretty cheesy. But he does these um, dark gritty crime movies, but they're always like mm. that kind of dark gritty where they're not really that dark and gritty. They're just, the cinematography is dark and gritty. <laughs> it's those kind of movies. Apart from right. Shot Caller, I would say is the one okay. uh, that was actually probably his best film. Mm. I always think it's interesting with film franchises like this, where I think that this exists because Jared Butler likes to make them. <laughs> like it's that kind of thing where it's like, and I think the only reason people go to watch them really is because of him. Yeah. I don't think anyone's like, oh my God, what an amazing premise that I've never heard before. I'm never so seen invested before. in this timeline. Yeah, yeah right. I need yeah, to yeah. know what happens I can't next. believe they changed the actress of his, his wife or the deputy director or, you know, no one's thinking that. I think it's honestly <laughs> like uh, what was the movie we, we Hunter Killer? About? Hunter Killer mm-hmm. with the submarines. It's, I think it's in that realm, yeah. right, where it's like, you know, it's a Gerard Butler film. I think it's actually Gerard Butler. I should maybe correct myself there. It's Gerard Butler. It's a Gerard Butler film. And you know what you're getting. And you're not going to get much else, but you also won't disappoint if that's what you want. So apart from me, who's weirdly seen the other two, who else do you think should see this film? If you like those classic action films where it's just got a lot of explosions and terrorists and you don't really have to think about it. It's just one of those you turn off and you just watch this film and it's just really fun. One of those. Yeah, if you want to just munch on some popcorn, turn your brain off after a long day at work or something, mm. I think this would be a good one, yeah. It's good pizza and beer movie, right? Yeah, Get a beer sure. cream and get a pizza. That's the kind of movie this is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also still in cinemas, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Tarantino's ninth film. And A Dog's Journey. Another dog movie. Another bit. I don't know why we're rotten with dog movies at the moment. I don't think we are. I think you just think that. It's just more No, than- <laughs> I feel like they've come out in the span of two years, so it feels like a lot. Yeah. Yes, you can hear about both of those movies and, in fact, everything that's in cinemas right now in our back catalogue, which you can access from whichever podcast app you'd like. The 2014 Australian of the Year, Adam Goods. I believe racism is a community issue. It's remarkable. It gives you goosebumps. And that's why racism stops with me. That to me was the moment that summed him up. 
it's important that we give courage and voice to those people who do want to stand up. Adam Goods, if you're watching, this is for you. The more I learned about what it meant to be Aboriginal, the more proud I got. He's a champion. And he always will be a champion, Goodsy. Adam Goods has managed not one but two documentary films about himself this year. One made straight for TV and another earning a standing ovation at the Melbourne International Film Festival. In a fun twist of fate this week, I haven't actually managed to see the film, but yet my two co-hosts have. So tell me, as a man with no interest in football and only a passing knowledge of who Adam Goods is, will this documentary still captivate me? Look, I'm in the same boat as you. I do not like AFL. I vaguely only sort of know who this person is and the events surrounding his career. And I have never been more invested in a documentary in my life. Okay. Um, It's So it follows his career, um, so his whole lifespan, but it looks deeper. It uses that as a vehicle to look at more powerful themes of race, racism in Australia and – a sense of belonging and place for Indigenous people in Australia. So in that way, it's kind of like two documentaries just framed around Adam Goods as a figure of Indigenous Australia. Right, because I know vaguely enough that it's to do with um, he was taunted and stuff and it was all uh, racially motivated. Uh, But is it one of those documentaries then where it takes one subject to actually look at another subject? Yeah. which some documentaries do tend to do. Yeah. What it started out as was this guy called Stan Grant who wrote this documentary as much as you can write a documentary, um, and he made a speech. And he made a speech at the Sydney Ethics Centre and they were debating this proposal that racism is destroying the Australian dream. Mm. And he gave this speech about his reaction to Adam Goods had just retired at that point and he was really shocked by that and so made this speech wasn't for very long, didn't think it would make much of a splash. Um, it got broadcast, blew up on social media, and he, I guess, made this documentary from that. And that's also why it's called The Australian Dream, because that was the subject that they were talking about. I don't think most Australians understand what is racist and what isn't. The casual racism is there, it's alive and it's flourishing in our communities. All anyone ever wants is to be respected for who you are. So this guy, Stan Grant, features in the documentary a lot. Like they give uh, interviews with people as well. Like Adam Goods is giving interviews. Stan Grant talks a lot in this as well. And that helps us to understand the more personable aspect of this documentary. Um, And he's so eloquent and he really does a good job at describing the events and makes it relevant and relatable to the audience. Yeah, I'm the third person person as well to be like, I don't really watch AFL right. that much. I mean, we all, we all, mm. we're all on a movie podcast. Yeah. It's not our wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, but my, um, my dad, you know, typical Aussie bloke, he loves footy. So I did know, I know who Adam Goods is. I know what's happened to him, but I kind of forgot about it, which I guess is a bit sad because what happened to him was obviously really horrible. But after revisiting it, I realized how angry it made me. I feel right. like back mm. then also it was like really just gripping like the armchair. Like this is so frustrating to watch. I think the story is definitely worth telling. It's very important for yeah. Australian people to watch this and kind of understand what happened to him because I think the media twisted a lot of it because he did get called something horrible um, by a 13-year-old girl and this was discussed a lot in the documentary because he asked her to leave. He wanted security to kick her out of the stadium 
And um, everyone was saying, you know, he shouldn't have done that. He could have gone about that in a better way. But when you look in his perspective, if you're being like racially abused, you'd want that person to leave. So, and I also really enjoyed how the story, there were a lot of people that were guests that weren't all on his side. There were some people kind of not defending him and being like, oh, you know what he did there was a little bit crappy. Um, so that's one thing yeah. I have heard about this is they bring in people that have pretty strongly opposing yes. viewpoints as well, yes. but they also don't filter that down. Mm. They let them kind of run their mouth about this. But in that way, you know, they say you want, if you want someone to lose an argument, just let them tire themselves out and eventually they'll contradict themselves. Is it a bit like that? There's a great scene with Eddie Maguire and one of the radio interviews he was doing where he was accused of being racist because he compared Adam Goods to a gorilla. Oh, Apparently slip of the tongue um, over a few sentences. This is playing out as voiceover, as this radio interview, and the camera is just staring at him and he's sort of like, I guess, waiting for his cue or something because he's kind of just sitting there looking at the camera with a blank expression and you're just seeing the radio interview go up. On, in in words on the on the screen and watching how racist he's <laughs> yeah. sounding, and especially oh, wow. before that whole scene played out, we do get the footage of him going to Adam Goods after the occurrence with a thirteen year old girl, and him going out of the back because it was a Collingwood supporter, and obviously he's the president of Collingwood, correct? Yeah. yeah. And he he goes up to Adam Goods and he goes, "Oh, you know, I'm really sorry. We will make sure that won't happen again." And a few days after, he does this you know, says these horrible things about him on national um, radio and you're like, oh, good on you, mate. Like, right. yeah. yeah. See, this is the thing that this documentary is getting at as well. It's calling out casual racism where there are lots of instances of these people and they might be high profile, they might be 13-year-old girls that don't know what they're saying is being racist. To other people, like I hope us, would think that sounds horrible what they're saying. And they're like, oh, slip of the tongue. I didn't mean it was just a joke. That is exactly that casual racism that we a lot of cultures experience. Yeah, and and it's something that's kind of Peter's ugly head in Australian history over and over and over again. Mm. So I I like that idea then because I I actually do do really want to see this film because I think it's so interesting to use something that's so universally uh, unifying in Australia like football to talk about something that Australians don't like to talk about, which is – the problematic history that this country has with race. So I think that's a really good avenue into it. And that's why a lot of, I'm going to say it, white AFL fans were booing Adam Goods because he was using his platform as an athlete for controversial, not controversial, but things that people just want to ignore. And I think I really like respected this film and him more way after seeing it. My hope for him is that he can show others that there's a path from the worst of Australia to the best of Australia. Just I had the idea of those people who are booing Adam Goods. That is my perception of AFL fans as a whole. I just think they're all bogan. And so I maybe got a bit more respect for AFL fans because I'm like, oh, okay, they're not all like that. There is a particular subset of an Australian culture that just don't know any better and need to be re-educated. And AFL players themselves aren't as bogan as that either because I just thought everybody who associates with football is just 
you know, someone I probably wouldn't want to have a conversation with, but that changed my mind. In the way, you were judging a whole section of people on the actions of a few, mm-hmm. which is a bad thing to do. Mm-hmm. But and this I documentary learned, changed its mind. Yeah, yeah, I've learned my ways. So apart from me, who hasn't seen it, who do you think should see this film? I think it's a broad thing, but everyone. I think it's really important to watch any Australian person needs to sit down and really invest themselves in this story because it's really important to address this thing that we called casual racism and just, you know, face it. Yeah, it's going to get a cross-section of people, people who like AFL and Adam Goods and people who like documentaries, different ways of telling stories. So I think it's going to capture a lot of different audiences, which is good. Now, for your chance to win a gold-class double pass, simply head to the Facebook or Instagram page, look for the Cinema Crew post and answer the question, What is the best action movie of all time? Oh, good one. Now, simply leave your comment with hashtag the Cinema Crew for your chance to win. Next week, an all-star cast of kick-ass ladies in the kitchen, gritty crimes are plenty and dragged across concrete, an amazing musical performance in Amazing Grace, and an Australian historical drama in The Nightingale. Until next time, thank you, Vari. Thank you. Thank you, Maddie. No problem. My name is Cambo. This is The Cinema Crew with Village Cinemas.